0: I have been a little bit wrecked uh, in the last few days, been at conference, and you kind of I don't know about any of you guys' conference for us was uh, meant a five hour drive, uh, five and a bit hour drive to um, see. how do I do this man oh, you want it down or I want, what, what do you mean? do I want it down or up? look at you It's <laughs> 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 a good one um, just a little bit up, please. Great. Just a wee bit down. How do you do it? Just hold the Just use cool. All right, All right, cool. <laughs> so uh, we went away to conference. Uh went away to conference and had pretty bad attitude and honestly our car was our car was um, was close to civil war so many different times. There's some dynamics that if one of us says something, another person reacts. This could be children, it could be adults, I'm not going to tell you who is who. Uh, but if one of us misbehaves, one of us will be particularly sensitive to that, and then um, one of us may come in and tell that person to stop being so heavy-handed, and then somebody else may get really frustrated with that. And so our, our, our car can turn from like a, a beautiful time of uh, joyful fellowship to World War III in about 30 seconds, I think it takes. And when you're stuck in a small vehicle um, for five and a bit hours, I was emotionally just fried by the time I got to Auckland. <laughs> and anyway, this conference at Auckland was was great. It was going really well. Um, it was There was a lot of the sorts of things that you see at conferences that I've seen for a few years, and so I was... I was going through the motions and going, cool. And I had asked God that I would have some sort of encounter or some sort of special touch from him. Mm. And um, it happened, and I wasn't expecting it, actually. Um, We were praying down the back of church, and and I was wanting one of the special gurus. or not gurus. It's the wrong faith, eh? Uh, (laughs) uh, One of the special guys from the States who was speaking. I thought, man, it would be great if one of those guys had a great word for me. As it turned out, um, we kind of did this thing where we were praying for each other and the only person spare or available to pray for me was um, none other than our lovely Bryson. Um, But I've got to say, I wasn't sort of expecting, my my expectations weren't weren't huge because Bryson's not from America. And so he was praying for me um, and I was a little distracted, because Sam was talking to his friend Nick, and I thought, oh, it'd be good to meet Nick, actually, finally. And as, <laughs> as Bryson was praying, he was praying some lovely words, and they um, I felt the presence of God um, just rest on me, and I felt just a heaviness of, of God's glory, and it was a lovely feeling. Um, and then as he prayed one more prayer, I I just found myself um, on the ground awkwardly at the back of it would have been like somebody you know like sort of just a wee prayer at the back and then all of a sudden where the tea and coffee is there's some guy lying on the ground and I I knew that was me and I knew I probably should get up but I didn't want to because there was just a beautiful rest upon me and so God does beautiful amazing things by his spirit and I've uh, I think that there's been times that I've been really careful to stay away from the fact that God does miraculous breakthroughs in people's lives because I I've, I've hated the thought that there could be people who could go away feeling rejected or hurt that God hasn't touched them. Mm. But I want to say this morning, God is touching people's lives Amen. and our We are called to be his body, but uh, you know the body of Christ is supposed to be anointed and filled with the Holy Spirit. And so this morning, I, I want to encourage you. I'm talking about refreshment. I wrote my talk, like I think on Wednesday or something, then went up to conference on Thursday. And so I looked at it last night and I've just felt God's sort of, just, he's quite at peace that I wrote a very detailed, quite good, uh, doctrinally um, correct, and, and also like emotionally it's good, it's going to connect with people, like I think, I think on all the, all the little check boxes I think it's going to be good, but um, I'm kind of at peace with if I go off, off road a little bit also, um, so I hope that's okay. I have felt for a little bit of time that we are supposed to be or that, that um, I want to encourage people that God is a God who refreshes us, Amen. who refreshes us, and for all of us we've been in this situation I think with this uh, EH, EH can you help me please yes. EHS course um, where uh, we need to be refreshed. the EHS course for me was uh, had some moments that were that were tricky. And overall, I'm so thrilled that we did it. But I want to talk about some of these dynamics that could be difficult for people because it moved us out of our comfort zones. If you're new and you don't know what we're talking about, uh, it's a great course called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. And it is a great balance for people who have managed to go through spiritual acts, spiritual um, situations, and been in church for a long, long time, but not dug down and dealt with the stuff that's inside them. People have become... Spiritually mature, but emotionally um, immature. And so for many of us, it broke a lot of new ground. Okay, so the investment of the course has been large for a lot of us, taken out of our comfort zones. Uh, These are some of the reasons why. It's established life groups that have often broken up or split. And so for some of us, it's been a little bit of grief that we've not been with our friends on life groups or we've been with new people and we've had this stress of going into new group situations. That's been a little tough for some of us. The course itself ran with boundaries in a style that some of us uh, weren't familiar with. We've done courses for, for people, I know have done courses for or life groups or things for, for sometimes 30, 40 or 50 years in certain ways and the course said, hey, let's let silence be a member of the group and so often that's been really hard for people to try and hear what people are going through and then not offer some correction or offer some help or and so that's been tricky. That's Oh, Dawn. (laughs) Um, By the way, if you ever want to share your burdens with somebody and be encouraged, Dawn is just an incredible woman for that. She's just great. Um, By the way, if you don't know Dawn and Eric, you guys celebrated, how many years have you been married now? Sixty-one. Sixty-one. (laughs) Sixty-one. Now, these aren't people that I've, that I've met through football or anything. Um, so Dawn and Eric, I met through this course, and just beautiful people. When you get, I don't know, anyway, I encourage you to, to chat with those guys, they're great. So uh, anyway, the content of the course dealt to all of us, I think. There were so many of us, the content of the course asked us to look inside, and for so many of us, we've been running from doing that for years and years and years of being a Christian, and so it was tough. Uh, we had to relate to our inner workings, had to re- relate to our past experiences, had to relate to family, and it has been tricky. Mm. Another thing that was tough is that Pete Scazzaria was American, and uh, American people can be annoying. Uh, the only exceptions to that are Dennis and Michael. Um, uh, some of the other problems with the course, people on your course were Christians, and Christians can be annoying. Uh, the only exceptions, also, Dennis and Michael. Um, LAUGHTER there was a high level of accountability that many of us are used to. We're often good at sharing our cliches, but not so good at sharing actually what's going on in our hearts. And so that was tricky. And also we're encouraged to do something new in our private world with Jesus. With the devotional time of a one-minute silence and then a, a, a kind of a routine devotion and then a one-minute silence at the end of that, um, that forced us into being silent and to sit and listen sometimes to our own thoughts. And for many of us, as we talked about, our minds get just very, very busy and very annoying. We've never realised how cluttered and clatter- clattering they are. And so that was just annoying. Now, for some people, well, it's not for all people. Some people loved it. Um, I called it. I ended up calling it the schizero sandwich because it's silence on either side. For Some, some people love the schizero sandwich and would eat it three or four times a day. <laughs> and other people kind of treat it a little bit like kids might treat broccoli and tried it once or twice and then like, that's not for me. So I think, anyway, for all of us, that's kind of the context that a lot of us have come off where we've... And so my hope this morning is I can talk a bit about refreshment, but also that we will experience some refreshment and continue to grow as a community through uh, that depth that that has allowed us, that shared course has allowed us, but also by the Spirit of God, also reach uh, for him as well. I liken it a little bit to being at the dentist where your tooth has just been um, drilled into and then they get out the uh, squirty watery stuff, right? And they sluice it all out. Man, so many of people just looked at me with the worst. Oh, no. That was a really bad illustration. All right. Sorry. You know what I mean? It's got to be both. Hey, good. That's what I'm saying. So I want to talk about a few ways that we can be refreshed, uh, because this, I think, refreshment is a promise for us in the Bible, a New Testament promise, um, really clear in the book of Acts. Um, So when uh, Peter's talking in Acts 3, he says that uh, repent, that times of refreshing, may be found in the presence of God. And so I think for all of us having times of refreshing, which is plural, by the way, times, not just one time, one cool experience you had when you were 20 or whatever, but times of refreshing may be felt in the presence of God. There's also this for any of you who are feeling weary or exhausted this morning. Did you not know, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth, He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary, increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary. Young, man, young men stumble and fall, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. It's very clear that God brings refreshment. He brings refreshment to our souls. So this morning, if you're not feeling refreshed, if you're feeling exhausted, if you're feeling weary or you're feeling burdened, or even further, if you're... Is that going up or down? Oh fuel, cool. Uh if um sorry, it just says 20 minutes, and I was like, oh no, that's terrible. I've honestly thought I'd only be going for about five, so um if you are feeling exhausted or weary, or I mean maybe you're not gonna own that. Maybe if I say, put your hands up if you're feeling exhausted or weary, then maybe it's too early in the piece to do that. But if you want to put your hands up if your partner is feeling exhausted or weary, uh, <laughs> That might get a better response <laughs> here's some things that can help, and I want to end with uh, ministry time and the Holy Spirit so uh, the first one is is because uh, well I want to say this about the emotionally healthy stuff first. we can't refresh ourselves, we have to let God do it. we can't heal ourselves, we have to let God do it. we can't deal with our own sin, we have to let God do it we cannot. You know, you can't crucify yourself. It, you get as far as one hand and then you're stuck. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There is just a functional problem with it. So, so, we, you know, all of that stuff we struggle with, we, in the end, we need God to help us, right? And so, um, okay, so one of the things, Sam talked a few weeks ago, and one of these keys to refreshment that I want to talk about is um, the TOV. Um, the idea that of a holistic, beautiful life that reflects the glory of God. Uh, and that um, I think that's what it means anyway. The idea of sacramental theology. I think that was a beautiful talk. And so, quickly, I want to talk about being refreshed. And how I find refreshed in the out, being, being, going to the outdoors, particularly some of my outdoor pursuits, very refreshing. Dawn and Eric talk about sitting in the sun sometimes and how that just refreshes their soul. Just beautiful things like that. Uh, I love to get up and sit by the waves and watch the rising sun in the mornings. Um, that sort of stuff is incredible for all of us. Some of you aren't outdoors people at all. Uh, my wife uh, wanted to go to a mall in Auckland, uh, which I <laughs> felt like there was something she needed prayer for. Like it. <laughs> anyway, the Bible's clear on this as well. So um, the next scripture I want to quickly look at is Psalm 19. It's cool. Um, Psalm 19 talks about the fact that actually there is refreshment in, in the glory of creation that is around us. The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork. Day unto day out speech, night unto night reveals knowledge. There's no speech or language where their voice is not heard, their lines gone out throughout all the earth and their words to the end of the earth. To me, I wanted to just say there is times that you will want to hear the refreshing words of God and the refreshing voice of God. And There's no better place sometimes than sitting in the, the great cathedral of God's creation and experiencing that. Uh, I've read that book on depression and disconnection and anxiety that Sam talked about recently. But one of the, the key disconnections seems to be a lot of people in our modern society aren't connected with the natural rhythms of of this creation, and it's a beautiful thing. Now, we're not talking about worshiping creation, but experiencing and hearing the glory of God reflected through creation is a beautiful thing. Uh, David G- Guzik, who talks, talks about maybe, it, this is particularly in context of the heavens declaring the glory of God, uh, says this. Um, oh, sorry. And the, the heavens declaring the glory of God, the day... Uttering speech and the night revealing knowledge. He says, These together with their size, their awe, their grandeur, shouted to David and all who would see, The God who created all this is glorious, and this is evidence of his glory. And he makes these points He is glorious in his size, having created something so big. He is glorious in his engineering, having created something that works together so well. He is glorious in his artistry, having created something so beautiful. He is glorious in his goodness and kindness, having created something for all humanity to see. Looking at big things can help us think big. Looking at small things can help us contemplate the deep. Sometimes I get lost. I don't know if you've ever spent far too long watching ants (laughs) getting food or a spider making a web or any of those beautiful things. There's such glory in those things. And so for, for some of us, Be kind to yourselves in the way that you do recreation. Enjoy the things that you enjoy and and be intentional about it. And that can include recreation as well. For some of you, you love crafts or you love sport or you love different things that uh, are reflections of God's created order and the beauty he's put inside all of us. So if we look at the Bible with the idea of the recreation, God uses woodworkers, stonemasons, jewelers, goldsmiths in the creation of His temple. I think that's why when we witness a beautiful craftsman, like I follow Aaron Greaves, where are you, Aaron? Yeah. Hey, uh, one of our lovely craftsmen, beautiful craftsman who makes uh, beautiful. Actually, um, made this one, um, uh, Pounamu uh, and other um, Tonga. He. Um, that's why when we look at those things. We can marvel at them and go, "Man, that is beautiful." If, um, if you want to hit up Aaron for really great value, uh, wonderfully <laughs> stuff. Yeah, cool, man. Um, but if we, when we look at some of that stuff, we see a reflected glory from God. Um, and so for some of us, that's the thing. Right, okay. Zipping through this fairly quickly, though. Um, some of us are like, oh, cool. So if I look at anything, is that cool? If I enjoy anything... Is that all good? No, Sam's talked about that also. We don't want to go too far. Um, I don't want you to kind of run off, look at Rudy Nudie's claim that I've told you it was God's creation and um, it was all good. Because Paul lays out this, I have the right to do anything, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but not everything is constructive. No one should seek their own good, but the good of others. So that's the filter. Is, it, is the behaviour or is the pursuit beneficial and constructive? Is it hurting others? Can you use it also to benefit others? All right. I want to look at the second part of Psalm 19 as well, moving on to that. second half of Psalm 19 talks about, so it pivots from talking about the beauty of creation to the beauty of the law of God and the word of God. So it talks about Scripture and it's essential place in the life of a believer. We're supposed to be people of the word who read the word, listen to the word, Chew over the word, meditate on the word, and shape and formed by the word. So, this is David who's a nature lover out there enjoying the stars and talking about how they reflect the glory of God, all of a sudden finding the glory of God in, in the word of the Lord. He says this in verse 7 the law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. And I find a lot of people struggle with this. Uh, a guy, um, I don't have his name, sorry. I stole this from the internet. Um, David assures us that... Oh, no, I wrote this myself. David assures us that... It's cool when you find that bit. It's just a little bit. This different font. The rest of it I stole from the internet. No. Uh, so David assures us that the law of the Lord refreshes the soul, makes the simple person wise, gives joy to the heart, gives light to the eyes, is more precious than gold, is sweeter than honey. All of that sounds awesome. And all of that seems like Different from how people describe reading the Bible to me because sometimes when I talk to people about reading the Bible, they say that is is a guaranteed way to make me fall asleep. They find it very tricky. They find aspects of it just really, really tough. Um, So I wanted to look at the uh, the blob tree and for a second, well, maybe 30 seconds. can Can people see that clearly enough? Okay, so the blob tree is a really cool diagnostic tool that help, sorry, that's a long word for it, it's just a cool tool, to help you figure out sometimes how you're feeling about stuff and to maybe begin a discussion. When it comes to scripture reading, just have a quick look at this. Which one are you? So, you know, there's different ones at different heights of the blob tree and probably they're going to reflect success, their emotions on their faces and what they're doing also reflects other aspects of it. I want you to sort of just check that out and figure out which one you might be. And I want to break a little bit just from hearing my voice, and feel free to for a moment, just if you're sitting with somebody, have a wee giggle and talk about which one you might be and why. Go. Okay. If we look at that list that I said, that the law of the Lord refreshes the soul, makes the simple person wise, gives joy to the heart, gives light to the eyes, is more precious than gold, sweeter than honey. That's a big claim from scripture. And so I would encourage us if the Person with you is a significant person in your life, or they're just a random. Uh, that's fine, but I would encourage you to share this journey with other people. Mm. Share the journey of how it's going for you in your devotional, spiritual life, or prayer life, or uh, scripture life, and talk to people about it. Mm. One of the things that makes me the saddest is the the thought that somebody could be both frowny face and alone mm. in their struggle with scripture. Mm. At least be frowny face and together with somebody. At least find somebody who's lifting you up or encouraging you. Right. So that is a, a, just a wee challenge this morning. And so, uh, lastly, I want to talk about the refreshment that comes from the Holy Spirit. Um, so the the Book of Acts, um, and so I really believe this. I strongly believe this, and I don't like to make these big claims typically because, again, I don't want to avoid you know people getting hurt or sad or whatever. But I really believe God wants to meet people this morning. I believe that, and I believe that some of you will experience God this morning and powerful. And transforming ways. I don't want to hype that up, but I do want to say that God changes hearts all through the scripture that we've just talked about. God changes hearts in amazing ways. The most cynical of all uh, people probably on the earth was Paul at his, in his day who was running around trying to denounce the Christian faith and God impacted his life and changed his heart in an incredible way and made him, you know, made him blind for a few days, so like um, I'm not. Offering that to you guys, that's not going to get people up for pre-ministry. Terry won't mind that, but but um, we we um, we want to make room. We want to make room for life-transforming and life-changing moments. So the book of Acts picks up where the Gospels finish. The disciples are in the upper room. They're praying. And I don't know what they would have been expecting when Jesus said the Holy Spirit will come. They'd seen the Holy Spirit come in as a, uh, as a dove on Jesus. They'd, they'd seen Jesus talk about the Holy Spirit. I don't know what they would have been expecting, but when the Holy Spirit came, he changed their lives. And he changed the meeting probably from being quite a predictable one to just a burly, hurly, just a random, unpredictable, hectic uh, one. A fun one, no doubt, but they tumbled out of that building speaking in other tongues and behaving in such a way that people mocked them and said that they were drunk, right? And so a lot of that scares us, and it's not very tidy and not that organised, but it is beautiful in the fact that those people went on and transformed humanity, right? It changed our civilisation because of those people that we have our date system who went on and affected civilisation to society so much. The good news of Jesus spread To the ends of the earth. I mean, that Holy Spirit experience was what really birthed the church and made mission possible, made all of that possible. So the Christian life is supposed to be experienced, not just taught, also caught. There is supposed to be that experience. And for many people I know in the room, there are people here who are new believers who have felt God drawing them to this church or to other churches and have had an experience with God where they've just felt that their convictions and priorities in their heart have changed. Mm. And that's a beautiful thing. And they're walking along in obedience to God and that's a wonderful thing. But I do want to encourage you this morning, if you haven't experienced God coming in his life-changing power and touching you by the Holy Spirit, then, uh, then we would love to make that opportunity available to you. And again, it is a complete risk because I don't know if God's going to, to zap you or not. Z- you know, zap's a good thing in, uh, in church circles, so uh, it doesn't mean that the only thing is left is a small pile of ash on your shoes. Um, I don't know. I don't know. But, but uh, I do believe and I'm encouraged to, Recently, to just ask for this and to see God do wonderful things by His Holy Spirit, Amen. we've got to remember that Jesus needed the Holy Spirit to do His ministry in His life. Uh, and so, that's if He needs the Holy Spirit, then I believe we do too. I think He qualified as a pretty great Christian, uh, and He needed the Holy Spirit. Okay. I think I'm going to just ask us to um, stand, Sam, feel free to jump up. What I want to do is, is this for, this is for everybody, if, if there's things that you would like prayer for, great. Um, there may be specifics. That's cool. I'd love to pray for you. Uh, but for all of us, a couple of challenges to walk away from. How can we ensure that our life reflects some of those habits that will bring a kind of a, a nourishing and, ref, and a, and a um, sense of refreshment in our soul? And that may be... Whatever, figuring out how to go, you know, walking with your wife or whatever it is. Okay, there's that challenge. There is the challenge also of figuring out how to better do the, the discipline of enjoying God's word and being refreshed by His word. And and again, I've talked about that a little bit. Um, and so, if ministry time for you is singing these songs and contemplating those things, that's cool. Uh, as well as that, um, I'm going to ask, you know, why don't we stand and Sam, if you want to, are you ready to go? Yeah, um, I'm going to ask that during this time we're going to sing a couple of songs during this time if for you the Holy Spirit uh, if you want to either be touched for the first time by the Holy Spirit and filled I believe there's a um, there's things that God's going to do for the first time with people or if you haven't felt the Holy Spirit for a long time and you know that you're, you're running dry you know the fuel's low Tires are flat, and you would love a fresh touch from the Lord. I just would encourage you to come up the front as well.